These are my confessions. The Iced Coffee Confessions with Suzette. Mm. Hello, loves. Welcome to a long overdue episode of the Iced Coffee Confessions. I know, y'all. It's like, where have you been, Suzette? And to be very transparent and honest and back to that very first episode, Vulnerable, I've been in my way quite a bit this year. And so I'm thankful for everyone's patience as I've navigated everything from moving to starting a new job, to being on the road even more than before with work, to just navigating, figuring out who I am in this new space in my life. And to be honest, I've been in my way also because I'm trying to figure out like, what is the right formula for this? And every time I begin to question and challenge that, I find myself in a position of just inertia and not moving. And so I'm thankful for folks that just really spontaneously, randomly that pop up and say things like, hey, like, what's up with the iced coffee confessions? You're doing such a great job with that. Keep going. And most recently, this past week, I was in California and it was early in the morning and I got a text from a friend. So thank you, Will, DJ Kamish, for those of you that don't know him personally. And he just like out of nowhere randomly was like, I think it's time for another iced coffee confession. And it is time. And so I'm here and I'm committed to working on this and committed to just continuing to grow this platform because I really do love the iced coffee confessions and the outlet it's provided for me in so many different ways, but also the bridge it's creating. And so I'm here, back, ready to talk about so many different things, open to ideas and suggestions as well. And I'm happy. Most importantly, I'm happy. I'm happy to be in this space and doing this. I'm happy to be newly 37. We started this when I was like on the edge of 35, hopping over into 36. And the reality is you can always start over. And so I don't see this as a starting over. I see this as a continuation. And so thank you for being patient with me and for doing this with me. And so this episode of Ice Coffee Confessions, we're going to talk a lot um, about my dispassion for solo vacations. Some of you may know I spent my birthday week, although y'all know I celebrate the entire month of November, but Treated myself to a little journey to a beautiful island nation off the coast of Africa called Mauritius. And before we talk about this year, I just really, I think solo travel is by far the best thing that I've ever given myself permission to do. And I say permission to do because I feel like a lot of times people just question the heck out of solo travel. Like, why would you do that? And you know, aren't you afraid? And don't you get lonely? And what do you even do on a solo vacation? And I say I give myself permission because I give myself permission not to have to worry about any of those things. I give myself permission to be freely and holy Suzette. I give myself permission to do something that I've never done before, see places I've never been before, experience just a host of things that I might not otherwise experience. And so I'm thankful for the gift of solo vacation. And, you know, it started kind of accidentally, I would say, in 2013. If y'all are like me, and I, I laugh because I see these posts from time to time, 
on social media about people not taking trips because of their friends. 2013, I was like, yeah, you know, I want to go to this new food, wine, and rum festival in Barbados. I believe I sent like an email out to my people and was like, we need to go to this. You know, of course, your friends. And it's no indictment or judgment of my friends, but my friends are my friends. And everybody's got the, that friend group that's like, yeah, when you're talking about the idea, but when it comes to execution, folks start falling off like, well, I don't know if I can get the vacation days. I, you know, I don't know if I can take that time away from my family because, you know, the Food, Wine, and Rum Festival in 2013 was actually November. I don't know if I can travel twice. You know, the reality is some folks are like, they don't have the money. And by the time I looked up, there was nobody trying to come to Barbados with me. <laughs> I was like, damn. Either I am going to go by myself or I don't do this trip at all. And, you know, it probably was very much a no-brainer decision for me. I was like, I'm going to go. I've spent most of my career traveling on the road all the time, um, either with teammates or by myself. And, you know, like traveling wasn't something new to me. Traveling something new in the United States wasn't something new to me. And so, you know, I was like, okay, if I can go on work trips by myself, I can absolutely do a vacation by myself. And so that is how I began solo travel in November of 2013. And I'll say Barbados was a great um, just kickoff for that adventure. And the journey has become um, very much kind of core and important part of who I am and just my life experiences. And I try to keep my solo vacations linked to my birthday, but I also try to do multiple ones now every year. And the Food, Wine, and Rum Festival in 2013 was a, a beautiful experience. Um, Barbados was a beautiful experience. I think Barbados, this is very, very, very controversial to be coming from a Jamaican, but it's by far one of the prettiest islands I've ever visited. Um, I could see a world where at some point in my life I would own land in Barbados. Barbados is also home of my little sister in the head, my head, Rihanna. So I just loved it. Um, Got to see a lot of the island. Um, the Food, Wine, and Rum Festival got me out and about at events. And so I actually ended up meeting a whole bunch of people from Brooklyn and Barbados <laughs> during that Food, Wine, and Rum Festival. And I even ended up going out on a date in Barbados. This guy I met, it was sweet, right? He took me on like this tour of the entire island. And we listened to like Paris Hammond and he took me up to the Cherry Hill Reserve and was just really thoughtful about pictures. And, you know, we ate fish sandwiches on the side of the road. It was a cute date. I still have the memories, the man I left on the island, but that's how that stuff works. You feel me? And so I'm thankful for that experience. I'm thankful for every single thing that doing my first solo vacation taught me about my ability to one travel internationally by myself to just engage differently. I really do find that I travel differently when I travel with people versus when I go by myself. So I think a lot of the times when we travel in groups, our tendency is to be really focused on our friends and their needs and the schedule and timing and seeing sights and doing things. And I'm just far more relaxed when I travel by myself. And I actually take more of an opportunity to have conversations with the people and the resorts that I'm visiting, learning about them and their families and learning about the culture and, you know, the history of the island and just really getting deeply engaged with the people that I'm meeting in a way that I just don't find that I do when I travel with other people. And so 
since 2013 have continued to find every single opportunity that I can to travel solo and have done that every year but one. Um, And so in 2014, I made my way to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico and uh, Playa Blanca, Panama. In 2015, I got like the flight deal of a lifetime and so was able to kind of package a trip where I went to South Africa through Paris. And so I got to spend the day in Paris on an 11 hour layover before heading to Johannesburg and then Durban. The funny story about my decision making in terms of where to actually go in South Africa, I know a lot of people tend to pick Cape Town and Johannesburg, is a guy that I met um, was telling me about an ultra that he ran in Durban. And so we were talking about my trip to South Africa and the fact that, you know, I was like, I'm going to Cape Town, going to Johannesburg. And he's like, you know what? You should maybe skip Cape Town and go to Durban. He's like, Durban is the seat of the Zulu nation. Um, It's just different culturally. You'll feel more like you're experiencing the real South Africa. Uh, Super, like, just great opportunity to connect with the motherland. And so I, you know, taking his advice, went to Durban and I don't regret it. If I were to own property anywhere in the world, and I know you're like, you just said Barbados, but no, absolutely. I've come back from every single trip to South Africa telling people, I will own land there. And I would absolutely want a piece of property in Durban because Durban is just a really peaceful place. I know people have all kinds of impressions um, and interesting takes on Durban. Um, But I also realized too, I like to experience um, places I'm visiting also from the lens of like a local. And so like just really had like a localized experience to the extent that the people in my hotel would let me. People are also very like cautious and watchful of me. Like, and so like at night, you'd be like, no, you have to take your driver. You can't go anywhere by yourself. But really like enjoy Durban. Um, I ended up spending some time at um, a hotel restaurant on North Beach and had this like phenomenal conversation with this man that was also visiting from another part of South Africa and just about his life and being a widower and I know Durban is always going to just have a really special place. And so again, um, thanks for that recommendation of going um, to Durban um, because it is my forever home now. Um, I have been to Cape Town and did that on a group trip in 2016, but I would go to Durban over and over again by myself. Um, Had an amazing time bonding with the people at my hotel, Prince Edward, so much so that when I went back to Durban the following year for the Durban Essence Fest, the woman, Charlene and Human Resources that I had connected with, like ended up sending me a bottle. She's like, welcome back, girl. And that is why I'm telling y'all, I love the relationships I build when I take solo vacations because you actually really do get to know people and just learning more about the experience, um, especially for the folks um, with, of Indian heritage and their experience during especially apartheid and what second-class citizenry meant, even for how they identify as South, South Africans. Um, and just spending time like, meeting folks and learning more about Zulu culture. Um, I'm pretty sure that one of my children will have a Zulu name just based on my love for it. Um, getting like cough and crap. It's, it's just, I could go on and on and on about Durban. So if you have not been to Durban, if I have not convinced you that Durban should be on your list yet, you're not listening, go to Durban. Uh, <laughs> in 2015, I also did a solo vacation to Australia. And Australia was dope. And I know y'all are like, but you didn't say much about Mexico or Panama. Those are also like just beautiful places. But when I think about 
solo vacation and how far I've gone. I always like amazed about how far I'll go. And so (laughs) I feel like Australia is probably the furthest I've been by myself, although Mauritius feels like it's just as far because it's like 20 hours in the opposite direction. But Australia was also pretty cool. Um, I spent time again in a more local area. And so I went to Surfer's Paradise where I believe most folks like will go to Brisbane. I was on Surfer's Paradise by myself. And it's kind of like a vacation spot for Australians. And so I actually really enjoy that experience as well. Um, I took 2017 off um, just because just some health stuff that was going on. And I also was playing my first group trip under my She's Wonderful umbrella. And so took an amazing group of women to Belize and returned to my solo vacation ways this year with a trip to Mauritius. You know, folks are like, well, I've heard of Australia and I've heard of like, you know, like South Africa, but why Mauritius? Like what took you there? And honestly, I'd read an article about Mauritius in March of 2017. Um, and it was one of those like destinations that you've never heard of that you should visit. And so I started a Google flight kind of query where I was getting updates on flights pretty regularly. And I just knew that I was going to go to Mauritius in 2017 and it just didn't work out. And so this year, I actually thought for my birthday, I was like, okay, you know what? I was going to be in London for some travel anyway, right before my birthday. And so I was going to just take my birthday flight from London. And so I'd planned to go back to South Africa and, you know, had a ticket on hold. The funny thing about like your mouth and manifestation is, is like you can and will speak stuff into existence. And so um, I was in St. Thomas on a work trip. Um, we were doing our outreach trip. And was talking to um, one of my close friends, another one of our coworkers about, you know, places we wanted to visit in Africa um, in October of this year. Legit, it was like October 25th of this year. And, you know, we were talking about like Zambia and Kenya and all these other places. And I was like, you know, I really, really, really have wanted to go to Mauritius for a really long time. And so Mauritius is on my list. And, you know, still (laughs) at that point thinking that I was going to South Africa for my birthday. So the next day... I was supposed to pay for the taxes on the ticket um, and I didn't pay attention. So you actually have to pay by 11.59 p.m. on the night of the country that you're leaving, right? So it's like this weird kind of loophole with American. So I was late paying the taxes and lost my ticket. So I went back and used, I love the awards map. So anybody that's an American traveler, I love, love, love the awards map. Um, Went back to research for my flight to South Africa. And for the first time ever, Mauritius came up. I was like, what? the very next day I'm like god are you serious like am are you is, is this really Mauritius and so I booked the ticket to Mauritius I didn't know that I was going to Mauritius until October 26th of this year and legit I had just been talking about Mauritius the day before and I, I just was so thankful I was just like god universe thank you for hearing me and listen going to Mauritius is by far one of the best trips I've taken in my life um, one, I got to see Madagascar from the sky. <laughs> it didn't even occur to me that I would see Madagascar. And I'm like, you know, so Madagascar is on my list of places to go back to at some point and to really experience. But then getting to Mauritius and seeing what legit looked like Eden, what probably um, Eden was like crafted after. Uh, <laughs> God, I know that you modeled Eden after Mauritius. But it was just a phenomenal and beautiful island. And then to meet the people 
And just to learn so much about the history and the culture and to learn about the fact that Mauritius was actually uninhabited until um, the Portuguese discovered it. And just the history of colonization and what it meant for how the culture there was developed, right? So I learned so much about that. And then with the indentured servant trade coming online and how that then impacted um, just the culture in terms of like bringing in more um, Indian folks. And it is like, very interestingly, I don't like the term melting pot. Um, and so I try to avoid it, but it is very much a melting pot um, because everyone, it, just the way that people get along and just the mixing and the culture and the Creole and the goodness, it is a beautiful island with beautiful people. And I stayed at the Radisson Blue post Lafayette. And it's like the cutest little resort. I've stayed in like larger, bigger, ritzier resorts. And I would choose the Radisson Blue post Lafayette time after time. One, because it was just enough of what I needed. Two, and it actually won. The people that work there are phenomenal. And so like you can't trade customer service for anything. And just like the experience of I got a private driver to take me to Port Louis and to get a tour of the northern portion of the island and just learning and seeing Mauritius from like his eyes and his lens of like, you know, his dad working at the racetrack and what that meant for his like understanding and experience of Port Louis and just getting to visit some of their key sites. It was dope. I loved it. I legit can't wait to go back to Mauritius. And I will say I had a little stomach episode and so be I need to be a little bit more thoughtful about dairy products in foreign countries. <laughs> I knew better. We could do an iced coffee confession about traveler's diary at some other point. But <laughs> hands down is the best vacation I've taken in my life. I still have the tan. I'm thankful for the tan lines. And I'm thankful for like the gift and the blessing of doing something like that by myself. Like folks are like, you went all the way to an island off the coast of Africa and the Indian Ocean by yourself? I'm like, yes. And I would do it again. I just feel so free. I know people are like, what do you get out of it? And there's a really specific freedom I get from traveling solo. I don't feel bound to anything. I don't feel constricted by anyone. I don't feel, even to some extent, time. Although like in terms of really thinking about, you know, wanting to check in with like my family, making sure people know that I am actually okay. Because I do feel a little bit of obligations to that. But I just feel limitless. I feel unlimited. Um, there's a song that Amel LaRue sings about infinite possibilities. And in it, she says, I can see the sky. And not only can I see the sky, I can feel the sky. I feel like I can touch the sky and get beyond the sky on solo vacations. I feel like I get to be like holy and truly and bully myself and with myself. And it's an opportunity also to do some cleansing. I like to pray by the ocean. And so hopefully this doesn't limit me in life, but I do prefer to vacation in places where there is some beach, because there's something really infinite feeling about being in a place where the sea and the sky and the land meet. I just feel cleansed and whole and good and free. There's no other way to explain it. And it's not even a feeling that words, I think, can describe. But solo vacation, I think, stretches you and takes you beyond um, in a way that I don't think you could experience it in any other fashion or through any other experience. I also realized, I'm sorry, y'all, I left off my vacation in 2016. So I did go to Guadalupe. I will never go back to Guadalupe. I don't want this to become like a Guadalupe bashing (laughs) podcast because I just raved about Mauritius 
Um, the quick and dirty to me about Guadalupe is I've just had better experiences. I know that it's primarily for French tourists. And where I will kick myself is I just didn't have enough French for it. But I also ended up staying in a resort that I did not love. And so I think it kind of ruined the experience for me. And so I say never again to Guadalupe right now, even down to the flight I took on Norwegian. I will never fly Norwegian Airlines again. Uh, <laughs> never. And I mean it. But I didn't love Guadalupe. I've seen better beaches. Um, what's funny about that is when I was coming back from Mauritius, so I'm going to fast forward back to the good part of this. I was talking to this South African man about Mauritius and how much I loved it. And he's like, you know, I think what was very surprising to people, I've, like one, I think I was the only American <laughs> resort or the only American most people had seen there. But he was like, you know, I wouldn't tell an American to come here. Like, I think there are better beaches and the Caribbean. I'm like, sir, I wouldn't trade this for anything. I also think there's something about traveling to places like Mauritius that you wouldn't normally think of going that just open up your mind and your experience catalog to a host of things that you just wouldn't normally do, right? Like, I think that Mauritius offers things that places like Barbados and Jamaica just don't offer. And I think one, it's like a sense of culture and understanding of like, I also like feel like I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to learning about Africa. And it's like a, a part of Africa that feels completely different than like, and of course, only in South Africa, but it just feels completely different from South Africa. Like even the experiences of um, the folks from India or of Indian descent that I met in Durban, having a completely different experience than the people um, in Mauritius and just really opening up your mind and taking off like whatever kind of myopic or monolithic understanding you have of a place. Like I actually would very much encourage Americans to go to a place like Mauritius to see beyond like <laughs> the Caribbean to understanding a whole different part of the diaspora. So stop telling people not to come to Mauritius. People need to get on that plane, take that 20 hour ride and get there because there's nowhere in the world like it. The last thing I'll kind of say about solo travel, folks are like, hey, like, how do you do it? Is it safe? I'm like, I wish I to do a little bit of research about the safety of a country before I go, but I still wouldn't let that keep me from visiting a place. It would just um, mean I'd be super thoughtful about one, letting people know how it's going, um, where I stayed, ensuring that when I got to the hotel resort that I was checking with the staff so that they knew that I might need some extra supports. But I haven't thought of a place that I went to yet that I didn't feel like 100% safe. And most of my travel, I have leveraged a travel agent. Um, for Mauritius, I didn't. <laughs> I tend to prefer using a travel agent, one, because of like the knowledge that they have about like quality of the property and travel, et cetera. And also it takes the burden of planning off of my plate. I'm actually on the market right now for a travel agent. So if you know anyone, let me know. But Mauritius, I didn't feel like I needed one. And I, my next few trips, I probably can plan without one. But you can never undervalue um, just having also like a, a travel agent, like staying on top of your trip, making sure you're good throughout it, et cetera, et cetera. But you can truly plan solo travel on your own and be good. And so that is my spiel on solo travel and what it does for my heart, mind, body, and soul. I get free, y'all. And this episode's a little bit of tea. If there's any advice I would give myself is much in the same way that you stay out of your way when you think about solo travel, get out of your way with this podcast, girl, because this is also freeing. Have a good one, loves. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Iced Coffee Confessions. We'd love to stay in touch with you. You can find us on social media via Facebook at Iced Coffee Confessions or on Instagram at The Real Iced Coffee Confessions. See you soon.